Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to the interview last week with, with Ron Rotos. And I hope you all had fun wrapping up loose ends in the key of E major, because today we are moving on. So today you are going to discover a key of A major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of A major harmonically. And you're going to play essential jazz piano voicings, block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, two-handed shapes, using common harmonic motion, plus various rhythmic comping patterns focusing on the dotted eighth, sixteenth note rhythmic pattern. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, even even if you think of yourself as an experienced and seasoned professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of A major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. But before we jump into the key of A major harmonically, I want to take a few minutes, as I do at the beginning of every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, to welcome new listeners. And if you are indeed a new listener to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to welcome you and personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do, visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to poke around a little bit, explore all of the jazz educational resources and materials and the services that are available for you, ready for you to use to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, all jazz piano skills members have access to the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs. These are educational materials that I develop, produce, and publish every single week for every weekly podcast episode. And you're going to want to have these podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs in your hands as you listen to this podcast lesson. And you're certainly going to want to have these educational podcast packets sitting on your piano when practicing. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum. This is an online curriculum loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks for you to enjoy, interactive media to test your conceptual skills and understanding, uh, video demonstrations and all 12 keys of the jazz piano skills being uh, taught, play-alongs, and much more. You also, as a jazz piano skills member, have a, like I like to say, a reserved seat in the online weekly master classes which are, in essence, uh, a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book, which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll be able to enjoy the chord changes, harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, their inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, 
have access to the private online jazz piano skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy as well. Of course, you'll have access to all of them, and you will be able to contribute to them as well, which I strongly encourage you to do. The whole point of the forums is to share, engage, and of course, grow. And last, but certainly not least, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. So again, take a few minutes, visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the wonderful educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, There are several membership plans to choose from, and I'm quite certain there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, if you get there, you're poking around, you have some questions, please do not hesitate to let me know. Please do not hesitate to reach out. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and to help you in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of A major harmonic workout. All right, as all of you regular listeners know, I go through this little routine every time we begin our exploration of a new key at the beginning of every month. And of course, I'm going to go through it again today simply because it's tradition. After all, it's tradition. And I love doing it. It's fun. So are you ready? I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to to say it along with me as I do this, right? The keys of C, F, and B flat are over. The keys of E flat, A flat, and D flat over. The keys of G-flat, B, and E are over. It's time to move on. It's time to move on to the key of A major. Now, (laughs) doesn't that feel great, right? Of course it does. It always feels good moving on. Even if, even if I'm saying to myself, you know, I, I don't have a complete handle on on the skills in this key, right? I I need a little more time to get these skills under my fingers. Well, as I have said many times throughout this journey, it's a big deal to keep forging ahead no matter what, no matter how well you think you have mastered or have not mastered the essential jazz piano skills in previous keys. Right? Or how shaky you may believe your jazz piano skills are in the previous keys. It's irrelevant. We must always be moving forward. Forward motion is the name of the game. It is the key to developing our jazz piano skills and becoming accomplished jazz pianists. I mentioned this point last month and even the month before. And I want to bring it to your attention again today. If you are truly serious, which I know you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you are truly serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, 
then your goal should be to experience as much data, as I like to call it, data as possible. In other words, you must have a plan to efficiently, efficiently and successfully cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Your jazz journey must constantly be experiencing forward motion. As I like to say, you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. You've heard me say this before as well. The number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz playing is that they always practice the same things in the same keys over and over and over again. In essence, they are simply running in place. They're like that hamster on that wheel that just keeps running, running, going nowhere. They never push forward. They never move through the keys as we have set out to do this entire year, right? Our goal has been from January, moving forward, 12 months, 12 keys, right? Studying the essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys, our voicings, our scales, arpeggios, chord scale relationships, improvisation and, and rhythmic patterns, right? It's such a good plan, such a good approach, approach, and doing so in such a good time frame. It's win, win, win. So today, we begin tackling the key of A major. So as I have stressed over and over, once we move on, we move on. In other words, we do not try to sneak back to the key of E or even previous keys to just simply check it out to see how well we remember the skills, the voicings, or the scales, or the arpeggios, right? It's time to move on. We'll circle the wagons back around to these previous keys. So no worries, right? For now, we move on. So the the books on the key of E major, which we spent the entire month of September exploring, are now officially closed. And now we march on to the key of A major. And as we have done with the previous keys that we have explored throughout the year, right? C, F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, B, and E, we begin harmonically. We are going to explore the seven chords found in the key of A major, A major 7, B minor 7, C sharp minor 7, D major 7, E dominant 7, F sharp minor 7, and G sharp half diminished, using four specific approaches to voicing each chord. Blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. And we will then, as we have done with all of our previous keys, we apply those voicings to various rhythmic patterns, which, as you know, have become increasingly more and more challenging each month. Remember that you can take the various rhythmic patterns that we've studied throughout the year in the various keys and play them using the voicings we are about to get under our fingers for the key of A major. That's not only okay, but it's a great idea, and you should... I, I like to think that you're carrying these various rhythmic patterns forward each month throughout the entire year, right, as we move through all 12 keys. So it's okay to keep bringing these rhythmic patterns along as we introduce new rhythmic patterns. 
I have throughout this year talked about improvisational vocabulary, and I want to revisit my thoughts about it today because, quite honestly, we need to hear it again and again and again because it's that important to our musical and jazz development. So listen carefully. When we jazz educators talk about developing improvisational vocabulary, and whenever this topic comes up, it's always discussed from a melodic point of view, right? Always melodic. In other words, improvisational vocabulary has become synonymous with melodic playing, which is only a third of the entire picture. In addition to emphasizing melodic development, we need to spend time discussing and focusing on harmonic development and rhythmic development when the topic of improvisation vocabulary is mentioned, right? Melody, harmony, rhythm. And that is precisely what all of the harmonic workouts are about, harmonic and rhythmic development. So when studying a solo, a melodic transcription, right, we always do so, if if we do it correctly, we do so in such a way that the ideas and the approaches to melody, to melodic development displayed by the artist serve as a a launching pad or gateway to to the discovery of our own melodic creativity. As I said before on several occasions, We don't study a Bill Evans transcription in hopes to becoming an inferior replica of Bill Evans. No. We study a Bill Evans transcription so that Bill Evans can serve as our teacher and introduce us to our very own creative reservoir. If you have not thought about this, I strongly encourage you to do so. And think about this as well. When we focus on a harmonic development, voicings, and rhythmic development, which is time, we should be doing so in, in the spirit of discovering our unique form of musical expression, right? All of it, whether you're studying melody, harmony, or rhythm, it should be done so in a way to discover our own creative reservoir, our own creative ideas right? And again, this is precisely what the harmonic and melodic workouts are designed to do. It's what the harmonic and melodic workouts are all about. The voicings I share with you help you discover the sounds, the harmony you are drawn to. And the rhythms I introduce are done to help you develop a more robust internal sense of what I like to call expressive time. Now, I know all of this can be a little heady, so you need to spend a little time to process it and digest it and re-listen to it again and again so that it sinks in, right? Because again, conceptual understanding is what's going to drive our physical development. So spend some time thinking about this. And of course, just to remind you, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm always here to help and answer any questions that you have. So today we tackle the key of A major, and the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of A major harmonic workout for for October. Number two, 
we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play. Block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. Number three, we are going to utilize a very relaxed swing groove of 90. Number four, we will explore 12 comping rhythms focusing primarily on the dotted eighth, 16th note rhythmic pattern. And number five, we will apply our rhythmic comping patterns to the classic 2-5-1 progression in the key of A major. B minor 7 to E dominant 7 to A major 7. Now, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now. Hit the pause button. I want you to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs. Again, your membership, right? Your membership grants you access to all of the educational podcasts for every weekly podcast episode. And as I mentioned earlier, you should be using these podcast packets when listening to this episode. And of course, you should have them sitting on your piano when practicing as well. If you're listening to the podcast, this episode right now on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, there's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on and on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download your podcast packets, and you'll find the active download links in the show notes, okay? Now, one final but extremely important message. If you think, right now, if you are thinking that the key of A major harmonic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play are over your head, then I would say to you, sit back, breathe in, breathe out. No worries. This is a no-stress zone. Right. Continue to listen, continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually, right? By just simply listening to this podcast episode. After all, every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced. But this is how we get better, right? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we are hearing things that we've never heard before. And we are forced to grow intellectually, right? I say it all the time. All musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So if something is confusing and frustrating and all jumbled up upstairs, it's going to be that way in your hands downstairs, right? So you have to take time to listen to sort things out conceptually. So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as it always does, will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, the first thing I want to address is is the very last page of your lead sheets packet. It's labeled Skills 17, and, and the title of the page is Comping Rhythms. You will notice 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. You will also notice that these rhythmic patterns focus primarily on the dotted eighth, 
16th note rhythmic pattern. And you also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is to be played with the 2-5-1 progression, precisely what we will do today. Now, do not bypass skills 1 through 16 found in your lead sheets packet, right? All four voicing types our blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes should be practiced first without rhythm and is outlined in scales 1 through 16 before tackling scale 17. Also, I want you to use the play-alongs included in your podcast packet. Now, I do not have time in this podcast episode to play through all 16 exercises and the 12 rhythmic patterns, so I'm going to trust that you do not get the card ahead of the horse and that you spend time practicing skills 1 through 16 to make sure you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the chords found in the key of A major. Then, and only then, should you turn your attention to developing your comping skills using using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of A major. Make sense? Okay. <laughs> I bring that point up every month, just stressing it again. Skills 1 through 16, then skills 17. All right, so let's dig in. I am going to play through exercises A through L at all 12 comping rhythms, okay? And I'm, again, I'm going to be using very relaxed swing groove of 90 today. And each of these rhythmic lines is going to be played utilizing the 2-5-1 progression. And I am going to be using two-handed voicings today when I play these rhythmic ideas. Now, you can use any voicing type that you prefer. In fact, you can, you can just use a single note to begin and then move to a voicing once you feel you have gained a functional command of the rhythmic line in time of course, right? But today I will be doing again 90, 251 progression using two-handed voicings. Okay. Oh, and I also will play through each line six times. The first time through, I'm just going to play the 251 progression. The last time through, I'm just going to play the 251 progression. The four cycles in between the first time and the last time, I will play the rhythmic line as notated in your uh, on your uh, comping patterns lead sheet skill 17. Okay, so let's take a look at letter A. In fact, what I want you to do is I want you to take a look at letter A, B, C, and D. Okay, I want you to notice that the dotted eighth 16th note rhythmic motif, that little rhythmic idea. In letter A, I am placing that idea on count four of measures one and three. In letter B, I move that same rhythmic idea, the dotted quarter eighth, to count three. In letter C, I move it to count two. In letter D, it's found and placed on count one. So the idea is that I'm focusing on playing this dotted eighth sixteenth note pattern. I'm focusing on playing that by placing it on each beat within the measure. Okay, so as I've stressed before, letter A through letter D, 
probably the most four important exercises on this entire lead sheet. Okay, so I'm going to go through each one. So letter A, the dotted eighth, sixteenth is placed on count four. And notice on each one of these patterns, I always follow that dotted eighth, sixteenth with a quarter note. This will help you uh, articulate this dotted quarter, uh, dotted eighth, sixteenth pattern correctly. Okay, we have a we have a landing point in other words. So so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter A. Right, focusing on our dotted eighth, sixteenth note pattern on count four. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. but nice. This is not an easy pattern uh, rhythmic motif to play. Right? It just simply is not. So uh, if you're trying to play through this right now and you're thinking, holy moly, well, <laughs> join the club. <laughs> right? It's not an easy rhythmic idea. Eventually, it's going to be a feel thing that will work for you with this. But if you want to approach it academically right now, like maybe count one E and uh, and so you're coming in on the one and on the uh, one E and uh, right? It's a 16th note at the end. So whatever academic approach that you want to take to mapping it out uh, mathematically, or using syllables, whatever works best for you, I would say it's quite all right. Utilize that to help you get the rhythmic idea uh, in your ears and under your hands. And then it becomes a feel thing after that, right? You start to just feel it. Okay, so now let's take a look at line B. We're going to move that dotted eighth sixteenth pattern now to count three. And again, we're going to end that rhythmic motif with a quarter note. So we have our landing point again. But measure one, measure two, measure three, same idea on counts three and four. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
doesn't get any easier, right? When we move it to from count four to count three, it just doesn't get any easier. So uh, nice, right? So I want to also draw your attention to that in measure four, I have an entire measure of rest. And that's for us to kind of lick our wounds, make an assessment of what we did well, what we need to adjust the second time through, right? I always love to do that when I'm practicing a skill. I love to end with a measure of rest so that I can assess the good, the bad, and the ugly and make any adjustments needed to correct the bad and the ugly. So now let's go on to letter C. We're taking that dotted eighth, 16th note pattern and we're moving it and placing it now squarely on count two. And once again, you'll see measures one, two, three, same rhythmic idea, right? Quarter note followed by the dotted eighth, 16th, ending with our landing point with another quarter note. Repeating it three times with a measure of rest at the end for assessment. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go. difficult, count three difficult, count two difficult. Guess what? Count one doesn't get easier. It's difficult too. So now we have our dotted eighth sixteenth placed on count one, followed by a quarter note on count two. Again, our landing point. We're, we, we're going to repeat that same idea, measure one, measure two, measure three, followed by an entire me measure of rest in measure four for assessment purposes. Okay. So here we go. Nice swing groove, relaxed, 90. Going to repeat this, uh, play this over the 2-5, using the 2-5-1 progression. Six times through, right? First time, just a 2-5-1 progression. Last time, just a 2-5-1 progression. Times 2, 3, 4, and 5. Repeating this rhythmic idea, this line, four times. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out.
All right, now we've we've done some serious grunt work, right? Letter A, letter B, letter C, letter D, some serious grunt work and very methodical grunt work where we're taking our new rhythmic idea, our dotted quarter, I mean, our dotted eighth, sixteenth pattern and moving it around from count four to count three to count two to count one. So now we begin with letter E and we start integrating this dotted eighth, sixteenth note idea with rhythms that we are familiar with because we've studied them in previous months, right? In previous harmonic workouts. So let's uh, check out letter E. We have, you know, our straight eighths in there followed by a dotted eighth sixteenth. Look at measure two. We have our quarter note triplet. We're very familiar with that. All right, and then measure three, we're back to straight eights again, uh, with then followed by our dotted eight sixteenth note pattern. So this should be fun. In fact, I think you're going to find as we move through E through L, the now with the inclusion of the syncopation with this dotted eight sixteenth, these lines start to actually sound more and more like legitimate comping rhythms and patterns that you would hear, hear a jazz pianist play. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter E. E. Here we go. Like I said, now that we're in integrating this dotted eighth, sixteenth pattern with other rhythmic motifs and ideas that we have studied throughout the years, the line's starting to sound more and more like a legitimate comping rhythm that you would hear a jazz pianist play. So let's continue to march on. So let's take a look at letter F. Right out of the right out of the shoot, we we begin with our dotted eighth, sixteenth motif followed by a quarter and traditional eighth notes, a pair of eighth notes. Look at measure two, eighth note triplet, right? But measure three, we have our dotted eighth, sixteenth motif again, followed by a quarter, two eighths. Then we have some eighth notes, single eighth notes falling on the back side of the beat. On the end of four, on the end of one, and measure four on the end of two, followed by a pair of eighth notes on count three and measure four. So, this should be fun. This is going to sound great. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter F. Here we go. Thank you. 
once again, right, you can practice these rhythmic ideas using a single note, right? You do not need to be using voicings initially. Then once you're comfortable with the rhythmic line, you feel like you have a command of it uh, conceptually and then, of course, physically, then you can begin to incorporate the voicings of your choice, whether they're the blocks or the traditional shells, contemporary shells, or the two-handed shapes that I'm using today. Okay? All right, so now let's take a look at letter G. We have our dotted quarter eighth combination in measure one, followed by eighth quarter eighth combination. Both of these rhythmic ideas we've studied. Measure two, we have a pair of eighth notes on count one, couple quarter rests to deal with. Then we have our dotted eighth sixteenth note pattern followed immediately with a pair of eighth notes. And again, a couple more quarter rests, ending with a dotted eighth sixteenth note uh, motif on count four and measure three and landing on a dotted quarter, a dotted half note in measure four. Very nice. This will be fun as well. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter G. Here we go. to go, right? We're over halfway through our rhythmic ideas for today, rhythmic lines. So now let's check out letter H. We start immediately with an eighth note triplet on count one, a couple quarter rest, followed up with our dotted eighth sixteenth note pattern. And then measure two, we kind of repeat the same idea, though we have a we have a pair of eighth notes on count one, followed by a couple quarter rest again, eighth note triplet on count four. Measure three, we got that dotted quarter eighth combination to deal with. And then measure four, this is interesting, right? Quarter note on count one, followed by the dotted eighth sixteenth on two, followed by a pair of eighth notes. So you can really start to hear and experience the comparing and the contrasting of those two motifs, the dotted eighth sixteenth next to a pair of traditional eighth notes. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter H. Here we go. Thank you. 
absolutely love it. But just as a side note, Measure 1 and Measure 2 of Letter H have absolutely nothing in common. (laughs) I just mentioned earlier, hey, we're repeating the same kind of idea. Not even close. The only thing similar is that we have in in each of those measures, we have eighth note triplets. So I bring that up because I don't want to cause any confusion. All right. Okay. So now let's take a look at letter I. I love this, right? We begin with the eighth dotted quarter rhythmic motif that we have dealt with in previous months, followed immediately with our dotted eighth sixteenth note pattern. And then we do repeat that idea in measure two with the dotted eighth, uh, I mean the eighth going to the dotted quarter, following with the dotted eighth sixteenth idea. Okay, measure three, measure four, gets a little bit more uh, comfy for us. We're familiar with this. We have a pair of eighth notes on count one, quarter note on count four, followed up with that fantastic idea of the dotted quarter eighth pattern that we're very familiar with. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter I. Here we go. Absolutely love it. And again, right, these rhythmic lines are starting to sound pretty legit as soon as we added in this dotted eighth, sixteenth idea, along with all our other traditional rhythmic motifs that we've studied throughout the year. So now, letter J, right? We start with a dotted half note, a dotted half note, not a half note, dotted half note, followed up with a, with the, uh, dotted eighth sixteenth idea on count four, followed with our dotted quarter eighth idea in count two. Check out three. We bring in an old familiar rhythm, right? Our eighth beamed with two sixteenth notes. And check out measure four. Two sixteenth notes beamed with an eighth, right? And we have a tied note in there on to count two. And then check out count three. Dotted quarter, I mean, I'm sorry, dotted eighth, sixteenth. Woo, okay. Might look simple on simple visually, but I can guarantee you this this is gonna be a little challenge physically. So let's let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Here we go. Thank you. 
not easy indeed, right? And guess what? K and L, we're going to finish with a bang here because K and L doesn't get uh, any easier at all, right? So letter K, we begin with our pair of 16th, 16th notes beam to a quarter, but check it out. Count one, the end of count one is tied to count two, is tied to count three. We come out of that with our dotted eighth, 16th pattern, immediately into a traditional pair of eighth notes. And then we have these single eighth notes appearing again on the backside of count two, backside of count three, backside of count four. Then we have our dotted half note to deal with. And again, why this is challenging is because you're sitting there for three beats playing nothing. And what have I said before in the past? The hardest thing for any jazz pianist to play is nothing. Then we have our dotted eighth, sixteenth pattern on count four, followed by our traditional dotted quarter eighth pattern in measure four. Wow, this is going to be fun. So let's uh, bring the ensemble right back in and let's check out letter K. Here we go. thought that was fun check out letter l Ooh, right away four sixteenth notes right beamed together on count one we have the same thing in in measure two right count one four sixteenth notes both count one and and i mean sorry measure one and measure two after those sixteenth notes we have to follow it up with a dotted eighth sixteenth pattern rhythmic idea on count four in both measures one and two then in measure three, a pair of eighth notes, couple quarter rest, and then we end with our dotted eighth sixteenth note pattern leading into a pair of eighth notes in count four, and then a backside eighth note on the end of two. And again, it's nice having that dotted eighth sixteenth followed immediately with a pair of eighths so you can do that compare and contrast to help you to help you digest the rhythmic feel, the rhythmic sound, the idea of the dotted 8th, 16th rhythmic motif. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out the final rhythmic line for today, letter L. Here we go. Check it out.
we've done it again. As always, we have unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short and very fast hour. And do not, do not underestimate the importance of being able to play rhythmic comping patterns in time using correct jazz voicings. As with all of the rhythmic patterns we have studied throughout the entire year, we have focused on developing your ability to track and feel time. And so often when students are struggling playing jazz, it's it's because of their inability to successfully play, successfully track time. In other words, knowing knowing internally and instinctually where count one is, count two, count three, count four, and not just guess. Again, if you guess, I promise you're going to guess wrong, right? I've said it before. You have a greater chance at guessing rhythms. You, well, you have a greater chance at guessing, at winning the lottery than you do at guessing rhythms, right? So take the time do not underestimate it, as I said. Take the time to practice these rhythmic ideas and take it seriously, the importance of being able to play these rhythmic ideas in time. Now, next week, next week we jump into a key of A major melodic workout. And of course, I will be introducing some new rhythmic ideas and twists in that workout as well. Once again... I want to encourage all of you Jazz Panel Skills members to use your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs to guide you as you study and practice. Again, these are educational tools, amazing educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the Jazz Piano Skills conceptually, physically, and of course, musically. And as always, always be patient. Developing mature Professional jazz piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practicing after the playing demonstrations that I've modeled for you today in this podcast lesson, in this podcast episode. And I guarantee it, if you do that, you will begin to see, feel, and hear your musical progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the key of A major harmonically to be insightful and beneficial. And don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring a key of A major harmonic workout in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, Use your educational podcast packets, your illustrations, your lead sheets, your play-alongs for this podcast lesson and dive into the Jazz Piano Skills courses, the online curriculum to maximize your musical growth. Also, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there, get involved, contribute to the various forums and make some new jazz piano friends always a great thing to do. Now, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. 
If you prefer email, my email address is Dr. Lawrence. That's drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use that nifty little widget that you find throughout, laced throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website called SpeakPipe to send me a voice message as well. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of E. Oh, <laughs> key of E is over. The key of A major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.